Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. This episode we're discussing three more movies from 1988. All horror comedies, all three pretty much flops. Stinking flops. But still, the, the franchise has continued because horror is the only franchise I know that can continue <laughs> despite it bombing. It's probably the most prolific genre just because of like how cheap you can make it. Yeah, well, I mean, even like the Predator and Alien movies, those are somewhat horror films, and I couldn't tell you any of them that were really that profitable after the first one or two. Yeah. And yet, here we go with another run. We got Prey coming up, and I think we have an Alien TV show or something that's set at Wayland or something like that. But um, let's flashback to 1980. This is the first time watch for me is Night of the Demons. I don't really like demon movies. I, well, at least I thought I didn't. <laughs> it turns out, oh, right. I really like the demons movies from Italy. I like the Evil Dead yes. movies. And I like the, this, at least the first Night of the Demons. Uh, I haven't seen the sequels, but I am willing to give the second one a chance because I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, um, I, I, I really like the first act because it's very trauma-esque. You know, it's like a toxic... Uh, the toxic avenger kind of level of camp and just kind of embracing all boobies. the all different boobies. stereotypes <laughs> say what I said, and of course the boobies just like a trauma film oh yeah of course like you, you can't go wrong there it was all, <laughs> yeah like the, the setup was fantastic and they even had some interesting camera angles uh involved i think it started i started to falter about the halfway points like it I, does I liked... it does get a little repetitive once the demons actually really start to take over but I actually kind of like watching the cast. I mean, some of these some of these cast members are really entertaining. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like I thought that was the best part. The demon stuff, like for me, kind of got a little old pretty quickly. Um, I really enjoyed the the dance sequence. Um, I thought it was really creative, kind of creepy, and uh, the music and the, the lighting was really good. I um I don't remember his name, but he was like the Italian tough guy, and he was in a bunch of episodes of Who's the Boss? That's what I remember. He was uh, uh his daughter is tough. Yo, I'm from Brooklyn, kind of you know whatever. His lines, I swear, they felt like they're improv. <laughs> he's just winging it the whole movie. <laughs> it's so funny. Wait, which kid was it? He's like the tough one, one of the last guys to die. He was just like this. Hey, yo, what's going on? I got the oh, dark guy, hair, yeah, real yeah. tall, good-looking guy. <laughs> It's like, what's this bullshit? <laughs> he, he, he was, okay, he was the guy, um, the, the, God, what was the name of the, the large guy? Was they call him Pig? I don't know. He was Stooge? Was it Stooge? Stooge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was the guy that was trying to get with the with the gal in the pink dress, and then she went for uh, for Stooge instead, and he was like, yo, what's going on here? Like that guy. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I also, I thought Stooge was kind of funny, too. <laughs> oh, he was great. I loved him, yeah. Um, oh, Billy Gallo. He played Sal. Of course, named Sal. It's an Italian name. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, what I thought was kind of weak, though, was I thought that the female characters weren't given much to work with. Oh, gee, really? <laughs> Which is kind of <laughs> typical of horror films. It, it kind of sucks because, you know, it's from a guy's perspective. Therefore, they kind of leave the women just hanging there. With nothing and to do. you know, smearing lipstick on their breasts. You know how it is. Yeah, that was weird. But that, that was that effect where the lipstick like went into the boob. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It, it, well, I know that it was a prosthetic uh, breast, so maybe it actually did puncture. I don't know. Yeah, it was a very interesting. I mean, this is a very tiny budget movie, like nine hundred thousand dollars, and I thought they were pretty clever with you know the restrictions that they had on them. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and not and it wasn't like purely prosthetics um, that that made it scary. Like they really did do a lot with the setting that they had. Uh-huh. And as far as I understand it, um, that house looked exactly like it does in the movie. They didn't touch a thing. Oh wow, that's pretty cool actually. Um, that's how you save money yeah I thought that uh, also uh, Roger Alvin Alexis he was able to kind of circumvent what they typically did with black actors in horror films for decades you know just make them the the cliche like oh token black guy with the the one liners I thought he was pretty good actually yeah he he was the only character who had common sense yeah he's like I'm getting the fuck (laughs) out of here and he's like oh well you can't we're going to keep you trapped here forever shit (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he like stayed out in the car the whole time. I was like, yeah, that's what I would do too. I'm not going back in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, not much to say about it. It's kind of just like a run and gun gore fest. If you like Evil Dead, it's got a lot of that energy in it. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I think that I really like the first half. I think the when they turn into demons, it gets a little too repetitive. Of like they're gonna oh they're about to get them, and then they then they stop and then. They kind of repeat that over and over. Yeah, yeah. It it feels like they kind of padded out the running time, but I think it's a pretty solid movie. Yeah, they remade this, uh, I don't know, like 15 years ago with Eddie Furlong and Shannon Elizabeth. I think even, uh, what's that blonde girl that's in the Sharknado movie? She was in American Pie. I think she's in that one too. Oh, Tara Reid? Yeah, I think she's in it too, but um, I can't remember correctly. But I've heard that it was pretty bad so i think i'm gonna skip the yeah remake. yeah I, I think this is kind of one of those things that you you kind of need to get a little wink and a nod towards the audience but also have a genuine love for that kind yeah of yeah movie. um our second film is critters 2 follow-up to the uh cult classic uh first movie which did well in theaters for some reason nobody showed up for the second one i i cannot figure out why 16 million for the first one two and a half for the second one huh yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a bonkers movie. Like I, the first one's also bonkers. So I like that they just kind of kept going with it. I was afraid they were going to try to reel it back a little bit, and they kind of did in some respects. It was definitely a little more kid friendly, but a lot more boobs. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a yeah. It was it's a weird it's thing. Not at the point like part three where they were going straight to video, so they really had to cut the budget down. This one, you know, the first one I think cost two and a half. This one cost four, and they really spent. Um, I think a decent. Oh, it made three and a half million, but yeah, I'm off. But but it's just one of these things where I just kind of surprised because I remember everybody talking about the first one. Was it the coast? Sorry, hold on. I, that's not a, what I want to say at all. The post Gremlins, like, does that you think that's why it was so popular? Do you think that people were like, yeah, we don't have a Gremlins two, so let's watch this? I don't understand how this one didn't really take off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, watching it now, it's definitely dated. Um, I, I think a lot of the humor doesn't really work for this type of setting. Uh, like, like I mean, like, it, it's a little too PG-ish, like, jokes. And then has, like, hardcore violence and, like... Oh, nudity. okay, so it's like, a tonal thing. It's kind of thing. a weird combo, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like that it also throws in some Western elements to it as well. Yes. You know what I was thinking about is when they have the Old West and the the critters in the ball running around and taking over the town. I kept thinking back to a movie that was also released that year was The Blob. And oh, yeah. the, I feel like they were shot in the same town. <laughs> I 
I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, are we, are we going to do that one? Because nah, we, I, I try not to do the movies that I already did. Um, I'm moving on oh, to 1999. Okay. We did a 75-minute episode uh, like five years ago on The Blob. It's, I think it's one of my favorite remakes of all time. Yeah, it's definitely up there. I'm trying to look to see if there's any competition with uh, Critters 2. And uh, no, just, just shit all around. The Lady in White was two weeks before this. Kill, Return of the Killer Tomatoes was a week before this. I guess just maybe too many horror films at once and people got exhausted. The Unholy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some maybe something really good was coming up and they were waiting. Jack's yeah. back was after this too. So yeah, we had like eight okay, this is exhausting. There's like nine or ten horror movies within a three month period, so people probably were just sick of them. Yeah, I can see that. Um yeah, Scott Grimes comes back. He's the only one oh no 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 no, I forgot uh the two bounty hunters come back. Yes. And uh Don Keith oh, Oliver. What's that? Uh, Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Charlie's the one that sticks through all four movies, and I think I think he's probably the most entertaining part of all this because he's such a goofball. Yeah, I love uh, him trying to stop. You know the trans the one the one alien is kind of neurotic and like uh, yeah. can't make up its mind about what it wants to look like, whatever, and it's going to turn into something gross. And he pulls out the <laughs> Playboy. Yeah, like go back to this, go back to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love the uh, fast food sequence where they're in the they're all bloated up. It's it's I think it's fun for special effects fans. You know, not just the yeah, guys who are definitely. creating it because they probably had fun you know building those creatures, but also like fun for the fans to see like oh this one can do this and this one does that. You know you know uh, it's kind of like they did that with Gremlins too. I was just gonna say that yeah, except Gremlins two I think went too far. Some people get mad at Gremlins too because it ditches a lot of the horror elements and it just goes almost into spoof. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not opposed to that either. I mean, I, I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Yeah, well, I think Joe Dante was being bugged nonstop to do Gremlins Two to the point where he said, "Fine, I'll do it. You just let me make the movie I want to do." And he decided just you know to rib the first movie and just poke fun at it, like, "Ah, oh, fuck you guys! Give me forty million dollars and <laughs> the green line. I'm doing whatever I want." I'm putting the Hulkster up in this thing. Yeah, this is uh, the first film by Mick Garris, who is a horror legend, honestly. He, his, his podcast is fantastic, but um, he had come off of doing amazing stories for Spielberg and came over to this. And if you look at his pedigree, he's involved with so many horror films. Uh, the Fly 2, Sleepwalkers, uh, Riding the Bullet, that was another Stephen King thing. Um and he produced uh, Masters of Horror, and uh, what's that one that just came out? Nightmare Cinema, I think is what it was. Mm, that's not really. Yeah, it did Psycho 4, a bunch of Freddy's Nightmares, Tales from the Crypt, Quicksilver Highway, The Shining remake. I mean, the guy's a true legend of horror. I kind of wish he would do more comedy, though, because thinking about how, well, maybe you said because of tonal shifts, but I'm kind of surprised he hasn't done more humorous stuff. Now, Sleepwalkers yeah. is unintentionally funny. <laughs> I, can't I don't wait think that uh, doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I really did like about having it was Scott Grimes is the same, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't really see a lot of kid actors being put in who are in the midst of puberty. It's quite entertaining. Yeah, because he was so tiny in the first movie, and then you got him here, and he's trying to like be tough. And he's got the earring and the he's got a, breaking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the mullet. <laughs> is this the only horror movie set at Easter, by the way? Yeah, I, um, is there a, a bunny? Is there any bunny horror films? Oh, there's plenty, but I don't know if they take place on Easter. I would have to assume they do. So what? What horror movies have bunnies in them? I've never. I just saw a movie. I didn't watch the movie 
yet. I don't think I will. But it's like it's on Tubi of some guy in a bunny outfit with a chainsaw. Oh, uh, okay. I want I want One like a I want a fucking like Chucky. Uh, special effects like bunny that goes crazy like the like the one it's in um uh, bill and ted's bogus journey i want that oh yeah oh you can do like the energizer bunny and he runs like through people yeah and he has like uh special eggs with <laughs> explosions and darts and <laughs> shredded glass and stuff like that <laughs> let's go make it what would we call it though yeah why why are we here why don't why don't we know. in hollywood give let's, us jobs let's go make some low budget easter bunny movie <laughs> with a really shitty puppet <laughs> like meet the feebles bunny yeah nobody's gonna like it but like who what else are you gonna watch over the holiday <laughs> yeah we need tradition <laughs> we're gonna corner that market <laughs> um, he's gonna fill your basket with guts <laughs> um, he's also back from the dead <laughs> that'll be the sequel <laughs> oh, uh, now I'm gonna start writing this in my head <laughs> yeah hopping to theaters this uh, this Easter I mean, it, it writes itself yeah in, in part 3 he becomes like a poltergeist and he'll hop into your soul yeah, and then it make and it like turns the the kid to like run really fast. And it's Wait, like, oh my god, this kid's about, an athlete. What if he's bitten by a radioactive bunny and turns into? Oh yeah, it like transforms over the course of the movie. Like at first he has what seems to be superpowers, and everyone's like really impressed, and they put him on the track. No, hold on. Now I'm then... now I'm starting to remember. I think there is a directed video movie called Peter Rottentail. Where he oh gets... god yeah i gotta go find that <laughs> all right all right so let's, let's... i'm horsing around now um so our third and final film is the cult classic waxworks another one that didn't mm. do any business in theaters because vestron was going out of business um but ended up being a massive sailor on so, so i can't talk, I can't talk at all what the massive fuck sailor massive seller on video um one of the very first vhs tapes to sell 20 million in uh rentals and so we did get a sequel a couple years later we'll watch uh which is a lot of fun because they jumped through time um but i thought this is a really innovative first movie from anthony hickox who was kind of a a horror legend now uh looking back he did a lot of cult horror films um and speaking of gremlins zach galligan is back for the first time in four years and uh it's, oh that's why he looks so familiar yeah it's uh i guess he went off to college or something and didn't do anything until afterwards um oh man that's that's kind of that's that's crappy man that's like when you're flipping burgers and then you go to college and then you go back to flipping burgers like it's it's kind of depressing yeah well maybe he wanted college education i don't know but uh waxworks didn't do anything for his career how do you go from starting a 140 million dollar spielberg produced like to a movie that doesn't even make a million and <laughs> it's kind of yeah. gotta suck which is unfortunate because it's not a bad movie no it's it's, it's got a lot going for it it's a love letter to horror films for sure i mean this is one of those all-in monster movies which I, I really dig where they try to fit as many monsters as possible into a flick like monster squad yeah or and more, most recently it would be a movie like uh, cabin in the woods yeah, um, what was the other one? It's in all small town, and it's vampires, werewolves, and zombies, and there's normal human beings. Where the hell is that? Oh, uh, I have no idea. Damn it! It's I, I we discussed it on the show too. Not you and I, but someone else. Um, but it was originally called Kitchen Sink, and it's all about this like a whole town of different kind of monsters. They all got to get along. <laughs> <laughs> and then they face off against aliens. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta see this movie. Uh, I'll, I'm, Freaks of Nature, that's what it's called. Freaks of Nature. Freaks of Nature. Look it up, folks. No, it's in, yeah, it's in my voodoo. Go, so you can watch it. 
Um, so this has, yeah, Zach Galligan, Deborah Foreman from Valley Girl, and uh, classic villain David Warner playing the guy that's the head of the Waxworks. Uh, I think uh, he's just like one of those faces you see and you go, yep, he was a bad guy in that, and that, and that, and that, and that. Um, that's based... back when, when Brits were the villains of our movies and not the main characters. Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Uh, but pretending <laughs> to be American. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have segments. Okay, so if you haven't seen the movie, they go to a magical, I guess you want to like, cursed waxworks museum. And if you go across the rope, you enter the dimension of whatever that scene is. So if it's a werewolf scene, vampire scene, I think there's um, there's zombies. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, uh, there's also uh, Marquis de Sade. Yep, which um, is, I, I'm going to call it, that's why it had so many uh, VHS sales. I mean, like, I think the the whipping scene probably started a lot of people down that road. <laughs> so you like, say this is the start of the BDSM scene? <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't start it. I think a lot of people just, like, because, like, that's not a thing that gets talked about in society as much. So I think people who saw it were like, oh, my God, this is a thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so, basically, if you open, if you get enough sacrifices in these worlds, it opens the, uh, the whole thing. And uh, they, they come into our world and take over. And it's kind of it, it, a lot of mythological building, which I like if there's rules and settings. But sometimes yeah. if I feel like he's sweating it a little bit to get the, this, that, that whole thing to work. <laughs> yeah, it, um, what I really did enjoy is that the first, about the first half, I would say, is kind of like a series of short stories. Yeah. Where someone enters uh, into the waxwork display. And then they live out that that horror scene, um, and it, 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 each one is like a little short film, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think it only does two back to back, and then it, it, it continues the movie, and then only goes back one more time. So yeah. I, I like that they kind of broke it up over the movie rather than just being its own horror anthology, which I wouldn't even have minded. Uh, but I, I like that they kind of broke it up, added more a lore context to it, whatever, to make it more interesting. Okay, so I think every werewolf movie lives and dies by the quality of its werewolf. What did you think of the werewolf? Not very good. Nope. Real yeah. werebear. Yes. <laughs> he looks so soft and cuddly. How is it so few werewolf movies can get it right? That's the thing I can never understand. Either they, they don't have the money, so they use a real wolf, and they put like the red lights in his eyes, or they do... It seems like they're always choosing some goofy-looking furball... It's like the howling is the only one that, in my head, that's what a werewolf should look like. And it looks fucking badass. Even American Werewolf in London, I think, fails in its werewolf. Really? Its I guess face? The, the, tra the transformation is, is more the key to that. Yeah, the, the look, face you know. is fine. It's just how it's like just a stocky, you know, bear. And I was like, oh, that's not what I expected at all. Yeah. Man, it's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, Anthony Hickox after this became kind of a horror guy. Uh, did Sundown, The Vampire, and Retreat the next year. Waxworks 2, Hellraiser 3. Warlock 2, The Armageddon. Full Eclipse. Have you ever heard of Full Eclipse, by the way? I have not. Full Eclipse was an HBO movie, right? when they Back when they weren't trying to always be classy. They just wanted a mixture mm. of classy and just, like, lower-level studio-quality films. Full Eclipse is Mario Van Peebles is uh, added to an elite force of cops who are injected with these uh, the serum to give them an edge. 
Turns out it's the brain fluid from a werewolf, their leader or whatever, and they, oh. they, they all start glo- growing claws. They all look like Wolverine, basically. <laughs> hey, that's like the prequel to Bloodborne. That's awesome. It's it's a really ridiculous movie, but it's highly entertaining. I'll try to find it for you. And you said he did Hellraiser 3? Yep. Oh, poor bastard. I know. But hey, he worked a lot more in movies than we did, so we should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. We were allowed to criticize. Um, yeah, but it's, more, it's yeah, because I'm more like I am all potential since I haven't done anything. Yeah. Well, actually, if you look at the old VHS tapes they used to make when I was a kid, those were terrible. Don't look at them. <laughs> now I want to look at know, them. <laughs> as far as you know, I'm amazing at what I do. Yep. If I had the chance, you just haven't got that. hired for the right thing yet. Yeah, man. Why doesn't Hollywood just like find me in the phone book and make me a director? We heard the podcast you guys were talking about the Easter Bunny that goes crazy. We, yeah. You're hired. What's your you budget? Twenty five bucks. Mad shit about us for for several years. How about a job? Like, yeah, that's yeah. not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, of the three, what is your favorite? Oh, Waxwork for sure. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite too. I really like Critters too, but I would say it's not as good as the first one. But uh, Night of the Demons was a surprise though. So all uh, worth checking out, honestly. Yeah, I would uh, highly recommend Waxwork. I would say, yeah, Critters 2, probably a second, and then very close behind would be Night of the All right, so we are going to be heading into 1989. I haven't got the list ready yet. 1989 is not going to be very long, not compared to 88, which is like four or five episodes worth. Yeah. There's hardly any. 89 is when horror collapsed. I mean, it yeah. just crashed on its fucking face. We, and we already discussed, like, the big ones. We discussed uh, Leviathan. Uh, Friday the 13th part what the Jason takes Manhattan uh, Freddy the dream child Halloween 5 I think all we really have is like shocker uh, and then a couple like more grown-up thrillers we're gonna go out of our comfort zone a little bit though and we're going to discuss two Stallone movies <laughs> um, uh, Tango and Cash and Lockup you know what let's do that let's do that next let's watch uh, uh, Tango and Cash and Lockup let's have some fun I love Tango Cash. I'm excited. So ridiculous. I watched that movie all the time as a kid, and I watched it like 10 years ago. I go, what the fuck was wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to embrace how ridiculous that movie is. Yeah, but I thought it was I a legitimate I thought it was a legitimately the great of the movie. operation. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Why is mine bigger than yours? <laughs> Genetics, Pee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to go. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and all your uh, podcast hosts at Hit Rewind. And that is it for tonight.